Welcome, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings begin the lurid tale of Captain Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two brave women from the plucky little planet of Cassandra, and all the sinister things they discovered after the war. This is episode one. You are mistaken. Let us begin. Okay. Jane. Hello. Fuck. The first thing I should say is that I had your contact all deleted, so don't think I... I had to ask somebody for this. Anders Lee had your number. I asked him. He gave it to me after I promised to keep the swearing to a minimum, which, yeah, good fucking luck. But I think it's just that he knows that I hate you and everything you stand for, so... Believe it or not, that's not why I'm calling. Maybe the easiest way is just to say it. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I think I just saw one of your people yesterday. Here. One of the other rally conspirators, or whatever we're calling them now. I forgot his name. White male, tall, maybe six feet. Weedy, brown hair, balding, so he may have had more hair in the war. He didn't see me. But he has to know we're all here on Telos for the week. The whole friendship delegation. They've got, like, buildings covered with that picture of all of us posed like we're fucking attorneys. Tea lights? They only respond to that ye olden days lawyer show shit. Or at least that's what the PR group seemed to think when we took those photos. In the posters for the Moons of Fortitude, I got to smoke. They are some strange motherfuckers, those suburbanites. But Telos likes appearances. I swear they're this close to putting me in a skirt. What do they think this is? Ugh, shit. Drop my dinner. You would know that, by the way. You would have seen that if you ever turned the video stream on. Do you still listen to the sound of people's voices and try to imagine what they're doing? That shit drove Evelyn nuts, you know. He Last time I checked, you and your cronies were all supposed to stay on Cassandra. Or else. Wasn't that the deal? You turn traitor and we lose the war and the Medeans, our new overlords, sorry, best friends, and their best friends, the Planetary Strategic Alliance, say, hey, it's only a war crime if you actually get a chance to commit it, right? How about you stay in peace and tranquility in the godforsaken erstwhile cultural capital of the galaxy and we'll just trust you to be working for us this time? You learned your lesson. You would never under any circumstances turn around and try to perpetrate the same new scary technology or some other shitty fucking... People change. People grow. People never make the same mistake twice. People stay where you put them. They're never waiting to fly. So yeah, stop number five on this friendship delegation goodwill tour of the PSA, and it has gone tits up. First, I see this guy, your guy, and then Carla, one of the Medeans here in the delegation with me, she... Well, she tried to kill me, actually. Yeah, I could have led with that, I guess. It's not a big deal. It's not that we were friends before, but she wasn't hostile. No one on the delegation would be hostile. We know what we're supposed to be doing here. Reassure the rest of the PSA that the war is really over, and Cassandran and Median quote-unquote heroes can join hands and sing, and no one wants to blow up anyone else, tra 
So we all know that, and I could have sworn Carla was like unity booster number one, at least in public, right up until this morning when she almost strangled me. Almost, because I need her in the guts, and she fell off the bed and hit her head, and when she came to, claimed she didn't know what I was talking about, but that she gets these flashbacks, really bad ones, which, who doesn't? But, I could go the rest of my life, and happily never think of the conspiracy, or Dr. Rowley, or you, or the Pasithea powder, ever again. But... The timing is what I can't get over. You tried to control people's minds. That man I saw yesterday tried to control people's minds. And then this morning, I never got any better at time zones. Let me know when you get this. I'm telling you this because I don't know who else to tell. I refuse to look like a weakling in front of these fucking Medeans. I refuse to make my planet look bad by admitting that we can't keep track of this dude. And I know that loyalty doesn't enter into it for you. You don't care about me and you don't care about Cassandra. So maybe in all that not caring, I have a chance of an honest answer. If it helps you make up your mind, you should know that if this guy does anything untoward... I will kill him. This is Sophie, by the way. Sophie Green. Call me back. I'm afraid something is really wrong. Captain Green. I'm afraid you're mistaken. I hope you enjoy Telos. Regards, Jane Gonzalez. That's the sound of um, the door hitting you where, the, where they split you. Hear this? This is me calling you a fool. You're a fool or you're a liar. And I think we've both known you're okay with being, you know, a liar. So you want to know. I mean, I know you don't want to know, but I'm going to fucking tell you what Carla did today. She walked right up to me and introduced herself. Like, she didn't even know me. At first, I thought she was just being an asshole, but she was so, I don't know how to describe it, angry, scared, mostly angry. We were backstage ready to go on to talk to this tea light professor. Lucky break that the others were there and could tell her, yeah, no, this is Sophie. We've been stuck on this tour with Sophie for weeks now. What the fuck is wrong with you? She believed them, the Medeans, obviously, but the Cassandrans, too. Then she looked at me again, got real close, and it was like blinds opening. She knew who I was. If she hadn't been all up in my face like that, I'd probably still think she was messing around, but she wasn't. She didn't know who I was. So I obviously asked her, was that one of your flashbacks? But then we had to go on stage, which probably a good thing. That was like rule number one I broke, asking about something like that in front of all those people. I do not want to go to sleep tonight. I can't believe you. I didn't want to call you, but I didn't have a choice. It's not like I get rattled easily. It's not like I'm some young 
naive trainee seeing death in every doorway. I know what death looks like, motherfucker. I am... And you said I was unfeeling. I'm calling you to let you know that when Carla tries to take us all down because that guy's been dosing her with Pasithea powder, it will be all your fault. I did my job. I don't know what your job is, but you definitely didn't do it. God damn it, I think I'm sobering up. Worst booty call ever. No! Worst drunk dial ever. Shit! Shit! Fuck you, Jane! Captain Green, charming as always. I know you'd love to blame me for everything that's gone wrong with the universe, but I'm afraid sometimes things just suck. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess you don't want to take my word for it. Fine. Check my math. I'll spell it out for you in terms even you might understand. It is impossible that you met a member of the conspiracy on Telos. I know you are aware that every member of the Rowley conspiracy is under planetary arrest. You may not know how the Queen's Guard enforces planetary arrest. As soon as they let us out of the cells, we were all issued bracelets keyed to our individual DNA signatures. If I attempt to leave the capital, let alone Cassandra itself, the bracelet will trigger an alarm in the control room of every air tower on the planet and a personal alarm for Agent Blanc of the Queen's Guard. It also contains a neurotoxin that will leave me paralyzed and entirely at the mercy of whoever finds my lifeless body. Tampering with the bracelet also releases the toxin. That is assuming I'd be stupid enough to tamper with the bracelet while literally living at Her Majesty's pleasure. There are 20 members of the Rowley Conspiracy, and I see them daily. We don't see very many other people unless you count the Queen's Guard, which I don't. The only person who might fit the description you gave me is David Allegros. I ate lunch with him a few days ago, and he was, of course, wearing his bracelet. It's quite difficult to find sleeves that fit over them. Part of the design, I assume. To recap, it is impossible that you met a member of the conspiracy on Telos. As for your second concern, it is impossible that your Median companion was dosed with Pasithea. Pasithea has no effects after the first 24 hours. The side effects in this 24 hours are severe and occur within minutes of being dosed. Typically, they include kaleidoscopic auras and debilitating migraines, usually accompanied by frequent vomiting and severe dehydration. Most patients require an IV line in order to avoid fainting not the kind of thing you might ignore to keep an assignation. After those 24 hours, it is undetectable and certainly does not cause violent outbursts. Lastly, in case you've forgotten, Pasithea powder is highly illegal and not available for private use. In fact, Pasithea powder is not available full stop for private, public, or military use. That was rather the point of the conspiracy. It sounds like your friend is having traumatic flashbacks, which is unfortunate, but nothing to do with Isabel Rowley or with me. To conclude, it is impossible that you met a member of my team on Telos, and it is impossible that your Median friend was dosed with Pasithea. Captain Green, you are mistaken. Regards, Jane Gonzalez. Captain Green, I don't have long. You know they hold parties to celebrate the Friendship Delegation Tour in the palace. We watched the footage in the white ballroom with the PSA reporters staring at the Queen and the conspirators, waiting for anyone to have a reaction that isn't polite interest. 
I've been watching you fidget uncomfortably in your dress uniform for an hour. At any rate, it's only a matter of time before they check the cloakroom. I tried to find David Allegros after the update I gave you earlier this afternoon. I thought the next time I found you bellowing in my messages in a drunken rage, I'd just send you a picture of him giving me the time or something. Listen, it's incredibly easy to find people here in the palace. Every member of the conspiracy has an individual agent of the Queen's Guard assigned to us, theoretically for our own welfare, to prevent any overzealous Cassandran citizens from carrying through on their many, many death threats, and in actuality to make sure none of us disappear into a lab to do any science or talk to any foreign operatives on the other side of a park bench. They're not with us 24-7, but I'm sure my own agent knows I'm at the benefit right now, and I'm sure if I stay in here too long, he'll come check on me. If I want to go down to the city, Agent Blanc comes along. If I want to go to the library or the cafeteria or anywhere else in the palace, the bracelet code gets logged by the doors, presumably so I can't go on a rampage and murder Reina Valencia. I should have been able to find Allegros within an hour or two, tops. But I didn't. The agent who handles Allegros, Agent Colin, told me I'd find him in the research library. But the science librarian told me she hasn't seen him in a week, and the log shows that he's gone down to the city every day from 9 to 2, and then to the library for a few hours in the evening. By itself, this doesn't mean anything. The librarian could have been lying to me, or hadn't been on the right shifts, or human error could have fed into the logs, but most of my team are here tonight, paraded around like the bizarre war trophies we are. And Allegros isn't here. Your problem still isn't Pasithea, and probably I'll just snap that picture in the canteen tomorrow anyway, but... Keep your gaze sharp and your guard up. Maybe lay off the drinking for an evening? Keep me apprised of further developments. Regards, Dr. Gonzalez. Really quick before I fall asleep, I haven't seen Allegros since the last time. Seems to me like that's your problem to solve, but I'll keep an eye out. Just don't look at this as me reporting to you. That would be... You know, it's funny, but... Whenever you call me Captain Green, I actually believe it. Like, you hate every oozing thing about me, bless your heart, but there's still something about the way you say it that sounds real. These friendship delegation folks, even our people, when they use titles, it's like a kiss-off or a cough. Totally meaningless. Even my fans, which... Did you know I have fans? I hope you're shitting yourself. I have fans. They want me to sign their abs. It doesn't make any sense, but there you have it. All the kids in the PSA watched our war like it was a strategy game, and a surprising number chose me as their player character. Anyway, even these fans of mine call me Captain Green, and it's like Captain is a synonym for, oh my god, it's you, or hot stuff, or museum exhibit number three. The way you say it is the midpoint between first lieutenant and major. Like I could still climb the ranks if I wanted. God damn it. So anyway, Carl has been avoiding me. Not that we were ever really buddy-buddy, but now she doesn't even look at me. 
She's acting like she's embarrassed about everything that happened between us, though honestly, she could just be embarrassed. The other day, she fell asleep during a Q&A. Are you sure she hasn't been dosed? What the hell else would it be? I've seen people losing their minds without external stimuli, and it's a lot more seamless than this. As a tactic, Pasithea powder wouldn't be that far-fetched. Someone, say, that Dave Allegro's guy, slips Carla some, suggests some weirdness, or removes some memories, or however it works, wouldn't be difficult. They're not exactly screening our food. There would be less elegant ways to destabilize the whole friendship delegation project. This has the added benefit of making us look like burned-out cases who can't paddle a fantasy to save our lives. And the thing about being burned out cases who can't peddle a fantasy to save our lives is that we have nothing to lose and we'll gut you. Kidding? Carla aside, everything's mostly all right. Like I said, there are fans. It's strange. We met with a small delegation from the neighboring planets the other day. It was full of representatives from weirdo places like that glorified asteroid whose name I can never pronounce. I refueled there once and bought a sandwich that gave me the shits like you would not believe. And I had a co-pilot for that one. So, I hold a very charming grudge. Anyway, I almost had fun. There was a rep there who I at first assumed was just there to gawk at us like the zoo animals we are, but during the cocktail hour, he came up to me and we got to chatting and... Maybe you saw this, actually, if you've been spending your time watching me on the big screen. If so, you definitely saw the moment he had his hand on my shoulder and 16 plainclothes T-Light guards came out of fucking nowhere, ready to take him out. He was shaking like a leaf. It didn't take much for me to persuade them to go back to their posts, but he would not stop apologizing, like, "'Oh no, Captain Green, please tell me I haven't ruined your evening.'" He was really very sweet. I could have had him across my knee in seconds. Not like that if he was actually mounting an attack. Okay, also kind of like that too. He had those soft eyes that he told me this story. Apparently, his sister was doing her art degree on exchange on Cassandra when the war broke out. And for months, he didn't know where she was or how she was. She didn't come home with the other PSA evacuees, and she wasn't on the death rolls. He assumed she was actually dead, but he didn't know. And by the way, he didn't find out she was okay and alive until after the war ended. Standard. He just watched a lot of news, looking to find her face, and instead he found a whole lot of me. I didn't get to see any of it, obviously, and I haven't watched the documentaries, but enough people have talked to me about it that I know I was everywhere. I would wonder whether they got my good angles, but judging from this guy's reaction to meeting me, I'm pretty sure they did. He told me that seeing me still alive day after day was what kept him from cracking up. I think I scared him a little with how hard I shook his hand hearing that. 
I stepped out for some air uh, after we talked, and surprise, there was Carla out on the balcony standing like a fucking statue, holding one of her shoes, frozen like she didn't hear me or see me. I think I coughed and said something awkward about the view being shit. I didn't have it in me to be clever in that moment. And she heard me, but she didn't say anything to me. Just put her shoe back on and brushed past me back inside. She smelled. I don't think she's been showering. So, the reason I called, we leave Telos at the end of the week. On to the next. If everything goes back to normal off-planet, you can chalk this all up to a bout of... What did they used to call it? Star madness? Some cute old euphemism for no easy way home. But if not, hey, someone is trying to kill us. You have to be screening my calls. There's no way you sleep at night. Captain Green, I'm pleased to hear that my delivery of your title suggests a certain amount of faith in my understanding of the facts of things. You are a captain, even if the cessation of hostilities have made your duties more hmm, diplomatic than the ones you're naturally suited for. It must be extremely difficult for you to wave at your fans and shake the hands of grieving civilians and smile for the cameras when we both know you'd rather be in the cockpit of a bomber over a mid-sized station. Truly, the heart bleeds. I hope you'll trust my judgment of fact in other matters from here on in. It remains impossible for your Median to have been dosed with Pasithea. From the symptoms you're describing, violent outbursts, trouble regulating sleep, memory loss, avoidance of parties or activities she once seemed partial to, my best guess is still garden variety trauma. You'd be surprised at how quickly the mind can take a turn for the worse, even months or years after the troubling event. They should be screening your food, though. Imagine how it would crush the souls of the people if their favorite player character fell down dead in her soup. They check our food, but that's because Costa found a razor blade in her bread roll the first week. I suppose there is a faint possibility that Carla... DeLuca? Yes? The state programming plasters your name all over the news feeds, but it's sparing with your Median counterparts. I think she could have been dosed with... Hypnos. You've heard of Hypnos. It's a meth cooker's best approximation of Pasithea, which is to say it bears a superficial resemblance, but is in no way the same drug. Pasithea is a memory-altering drug designed by the Royal College's greatest minds, with all of Her Royal Majesty's resources at our disposal. For it to work effectively, it must be administered by a trained chemical psychotherapist. The patient enters a highly suggestible state, and their memories are carefully overridden. They can never be reintegrated, no matter how often the patient is reacquainted with the lost events. Hypnos is a memory suppressant drug designed by criminals in basement laboratories that tend to explode. It very rarely works effectively, but it is designed to bury the offending memories under a chemical block. Essentially, it's a glorified roofie. The hypnos user will find gaps in their memory, blank spaces that hurt to think about for too long, and they can be triggered by outside stimuli, which could result in the symptoms you're describing. Violence, amnesia, that sort of thing. If she's taking too much or trying to erase too many memories, I'd be shocked if she didn't develop psychosis. Spirals develop so easily, you see. Let's say 
troubled by one ugly little moment in one ugly little battle. It's not a large moment, it's quite small. Your bomber takes a critical hit, so you follow protocol and launch yourself into space with nothing but a suit and a flare, hoping you'll be picked up by someone friendly before your own ship blasts you out of the sky. And as you're drifting, you realize that something is digging into your armpit, stuck to your evac suit. You force yourself to relax your arms, and a little piece of flotsam drifts up in front of you, and it's your co-pilot's lower mandible. There's still a shred of lettuce stuck in her teeth. Months after the war, you can't stop thinking about that shred of lettuce. You dream about it. You flinch every time something touches your arm. You're becoming a classic little neurasthenic. If only I could just get rid of that moment, you think. Then I could manage the rest of it. That's all I need to do. Just erase the lettuce, the irritating pinch under the armpit, and all the horror will go away. And if you were given Pasiphaea, it would have gone away. But unfortunately, Pasiphaea isn't available, so you find someone disreputable enough to get you some hypnos. It is obviously also illegal, but unlike Pasiphaea, it can be acquired if you're willing to pay. Just this once, you think? It won't hurt. So, you bury the memory. No more lettuce, no more teeth, no more flashbacks every time you apply deodorant. Just some mental white noise and a headache whenever you get close. But here's the trouble. People talk to you about the war all the time. People ask you about the things you saw. You watch the news and see Captain Sophie Green and glad-handing dignitaries from the PSA where they ask her if it was all worth it. And you start thinking about the battle. And now you have headaches all the time and white noise buzzing insistently in your head. And for some reason, you burst into tears when you were brushing your teeth this morning. And you almost threw up when someone tried to serve you lettuce rolls for lunch. And now you can't stop thinking about that battle, that awful firefight where you were drifting in the middle of enemy fire waiting for someone to find you. And it hardly seems to matter that they did find you because just thinking about that fight gives you a migraine. So, you find your disreputable friend and you say just this once. You go back to him the next month and the next, hoping to fix the problem but only making it worse until you've clogged your neural pathways with refuse and your cognitive functioning is nothing like what it should be. Overdosing also gives you more side effects, nausea, paranoia, trouble sleeping, amnesia. Without a trained professional helping you excise the correct memory, you are muddling anything you learned on that particular memory chain. And that's all assuming your disreputable friend dosing you with hypnos is really trying to help you. Why not bury that memory and then suggest to you that really you don't need your house? And what would make you happier than to sign it over to a trusted friend? You could also plan a political assassination that way if you really wanted to. Again, this is a long shot. But if it's hypnos, it's detectable. Put an ounce of baking soda in her drink. If she drinks the whole thing and doesn't immediately pass out, she isn't under the influence. If she is, you'll need to consider two things. Firstly, she's broken a number of laws in at least one interplanetary treaty. Everyone wants to put Pasithea back in Pandora's box, and Hypnos is too close to Pasithea for comfort. It won't look very good for the delegation, assuming you care about that. Secondly, 
if she is illegally dosing herself with hypnos, she has to have an accomplice. Someone has to give her the drug, and someone has to tell her what to forget. If that person is Medean, fine. If they're Cassandran, it's more complicated. Be careful of what you choose to expose. I haven't learned anything new about David. I asked Agent Colin again today, and I got the distinct impression that the man doesn't like me much. It wouldn't stand out. I'm well aware that I'm one of the least liked people on the planet just now. But I've always found Agent Cullen reasonably pleasant before today. I'll continue looking. Good night, Captain Green. Regards, Dr. Gonzalez. for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode one. You are mistaken. Tune in next time to find out whether there really is a member of the Rowley conspiracy on Telos and what Captain Green intends to do about it. Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedeman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Olguin. Narration by Steve Rogers' Left Elbow. Original music by Annie Moriondo. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and CastBox. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasathea Powder or on our website, PasatheaPowder.com, where transcripts are available. The Pasathea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return next time in Episode 2, Hypnos.